the Seeking Veganism podcast. My name is Jess and I'm back with another episode. Before I get into what this episode is about, I did get Invisalign. So probably you're, you're not even hearing my small lisp that I have, but I feel like I have one. So I feel like I still have to get used to it. If you don't know what Invisalign is, it's basically, and it is not sponsored in any kind of way. I just want to share that I got these invisible braces on my tooth um, or my teeth. Um, and yeah, it's going to take me a while to get them out. So I'm going to be having them in for a couple of months anyways. If they're, if my voice sounds weird, that's why. So without further ado, I interviewed my beautiful client Courtney for this podcast episode. And I have to say... I love this podcast episode so much. It was so much fun. Courtney is such a sweetheart. She has been a client of mine now over five months. And, you know, I don't want to let this beautiful person go. <laughs> um, but we had such a blast recording this episode. She is a really, you know, passionate vegan and knows a lot about veganism and the lifestyle and the movement. And, she has a lot of amazing arguments or you know knowledge about it and so i really wanted to also get her on of course to kind of share what it is that she knows um, about veganism because she knows her facts very well and i wish i knew mine as well as she does but um yeah so we talk a lot about you know the meat industry the egg industry the dairy industry and so i'm very excited for you to listen to that but we of course we also talk about her experience in the plentiful power program that she has been part of um and how beautiful it has been having her and how much she has she has learned about herself her body her menstrual cycle and how she has used it to her advantage so I don't want to keep, you know, talking any longer. You have to listen yourself. I'm sure you will enjoy this. And yeah, here we go. Hi, Courtney. I am so excited to be here with you for the Seeking Veganism podcast. Um, you and I have been knowing each other now for, is it going to be five months? I think it is five months, right? I think so. It would require some math for me, which I'm not but yeah, we, um, I reached out to you in December and I started my program in January. So. Yes. So it's going to be around five months, five to six months. Um, and I've been loving the growth that, um, you know, you've been on and it has been so much fun having you in the program. So I would love for you to just introduce yourself to us, tell us who you are, where you're from, what you do, um, and whatever else you would like to share with us, um, would be great. Yeah, sure. Um, so I'm Courtney. Um, <laughs> So um, I actually currently live in Santa Fe in New Mexico, um, and I am originally from Virginia. I'll actually be moving back um, later this summer. Um, I work at a college in admissions, um, and I also go to school there. Um, it's called Southwestern. Um, I um, am a grad student um, for art therapy and counseling. Um, and currently I am seeing some clients now, um, which is really exciting. I've been working many, many years uh, towards this goal. So it's really cool to see it happening for me. Um, and um, 
what else did you want from me? Um, like anything like, else you would like to share? No American. Like I, this is my job. This is my identity. Um, like I don't, um, yes. Um, I also love to write. Um, with this program, I've been getting into running, which is cool. A lot of it is also walking right now, but still really great. Um, I have a beloved dog named uh, Sweet Pea, formerly uh, Sweet Potato. She answers to so many names. Um, and I have a great partner here. Um, he's wonderful. Um, yeah, those are, those are probably my main points. So and you love I'm cooking. vegan. Yes. <laughs> and you love cooking vegan food, right? I do. I am, um, I might be the biggest foodie that I know. Um, my partner, he's like, he loves food too, but he, um, he admitted to me that like, before he met me, he didn't love food the same way that he does now. Like I turn people into foodies. Like I just, it's the whole thing. Like, it's, I just love food. I love eating. I love cooking. It's awesome. <laughs> so, <laughs> I love that. And I love that you're vegan and you're saying that because I have a lot of listeners that come on here and are curious about the vegan diet. And I think it's going to be a great conversation you and me we're going to have because you have so much knowledge about the vegan lifestyle um, and you really know a lot about it and you are a foodie and a lot of times of course people when they first hear vegan they're like oh my god it's so restricted uh, restrictive like what am I gonna eat who am I gonna be I'm only gonna eat salads all day so can you tell us a little bit more about your vegan jo journey like how did you go vegan when why and how that has all been for you yeah, um, it started, um, I'm going to start from when I turned vegetarian. Um, it was, um, like what year was that? It was, it was several years ago. Um, and I, my, my mom had actually hurt her back and, um, I was, uh, living, you know, not, not near her exactly. So I did come home for a little bit to help out. And my little sister who is 10 years younger than me, she was a vegetarian. She still is. Um, I, I love getting veggie people around me. It's like all my friends are either vegetarian or vegan, I feel like. Um, but anyway, she was a vegetarian and I was not at the time. And um, because I was there and I'm a foodie, <laughs> and I was like, okay, I have to cook for everyone um, and help people. So um, I was just making vegetarian meals, right? And um, for me, I was like, oh, I could just keep doing this. It's so easy, right? Like it just felt so natural and easy for me. Um, and then I was a vegetarian for a couple of years. And then um, in 2018, I um, moved here uh, for grad school. And, um, you know, a few months before that, I had met my partner, um, Roy, who is the best. He's so cute. Um, and he was vegan, um, which I feel like is, um, I, I don't know if that's how it normally is for couples, but, um, you know, he was already vegan. And um, when we moved here, moved in together, um, I was still vegetarian for about six months, but I was cooking a lot of vegan food for it because we would both eat together. So, um, and whenever he would cook, I would eat that and, you know, was no problem. For me, I never thought I could go vegan because of cheese. I love cheese. I still love cheese. I just have a different kind. <laughs> you know this, Jess. Um, but cheese is like, it, it was just my kryptonite. I love it. It's so good. Um, although Superman didn't really love kryptonite, but whatever. Um, 
yeah. So I, I thought I wouldn't be able to go vegan. And then I did, um, it would have been in 2019. I did Veganuary. Um, and so I got all their supportive, great emails, which I loved. And um, yeah, the rest is history. So let's see. Here. No, your dog. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> yes, I, I love that. So why did you decide to go fully vegan? I mean, you tried veganuary, but what was your reason behind actually like living the vegan lifestyle? Yeah. So I think when I was a vegetarian, like, I mean, I feel like it's really a lot more obvious when it's like, oh, well, this thing is dead. Right. And I'm going to eat it. Right. That you know, I mean, it, it's obvious and it's not right. And that has a lot to do with marketing um, today. <laughs> so, um, but, you know, once I actually, it's crazy to be like, oh, once I realized I was eating this thing that had, you know, lived and died and been killed, um, you know, that's, you know, that kind of kept me vegetarian. And then once I, I feel like got the courage to look more at veganism. Um, you know, I had been doing some research um, a little bit before Veganuary um, and didn't feel like logically in my, my mind or in my heart, I could really justify um, supporting those products. So um, that you know, and every time I, there was this one video of like, I don't, I don't watch, I don't, I don't watch really like traumatic stuff. I just don't do it. I don't need to. Um, but there was this one video of like this um, mother cow being like separated from her baby. And it like, and every time I wanted cheese, it, I would just like think about that. And I'm like, I just can't have it. <laughs> so, um, so yeah, that's, I mean, I think that that's something that's really kept me on track. I, I happen to know a lot of um, the bad things about the industry and stuff. And so it really, um, it doesn't feel hard. I mean, I'm not going to pretend like I don't crave goldfish sometimes because it used to be like a comfort thing for me. And that is kind of wired into my brain. Um, and like, if I did have a goldfish, which I don't, I don't think I would, but it's just like, I wouldn't be totally shameful towards myself. But I think that, you know, just, I've spent a lot of time with the why, um, that I just don't do it, you know, but I'm not going to pretend that like goldfish, like, like I love, I used to love that. I used to have goldfish in a diet Coke back in the day. <laughs> and, um, you know, and that was something that I loved and, um, you know, and so I do think about it sometimes, but I just don't do it. I guess. Mm. Yeah, that's a pretty good point. It's like, I think a lot of people do kind of know about it, but like, just close their eyes or say that, oh, it's been a part of my life for so long. I cannot just not eat it. Like for me, I know that if you would have asked me, okay, first of all, I have to think how long am I vegan for? Cause I don't remember, <laughs> but I think it was like 2017 or something. Mm -hmm. Um, and so I remember, I remember, I think like 2015 or something, I met this vegan and um, I was like, she is so weird. Like, what a weirdo. Like, how can she <laughs> yeah. be vegan? Right. And she's telling me about how amazing she feels and everything. I was like, I could never be vegan. Like, mm -hmm. I loved ribs and I loved chicken and chicken mm -hmm. skin. And I just loved meat in general. And I loved a good steak. And 
you know, I love cheese as well and eggs. I love all of the edible products, to be mm-hmm. honest, and mozzarella and like things like that. And uh, well, here we are. I am fully vegan. And I would love to know kind of what, what do you say to people when they say, hey, you know, I grew up like this. It's just part of who I am. And I'm not going to give it up just because, because, you know, other people tell me it's not good for me or anything like that. Yeah, um, I feel like my brand of um, like vegan activism in that way is like I think what they call more like attractivism. I don't um, I don't try to get people to be vegan usually. Like it's not um, if you're not if you're not ready, you're not ready. I also have like a like a therapist type of background, and in general, I think that it's best to just meet people where they're at. You know, um, I. Um, I do have an agenda, I won't pretend, but um, I'm not like, you know, when I'm talking to someone who's not vegan, I don't, I I do turn off, I think, part of my brain to like, I don't, I don't want to judge people. I don't, I don't want to get into that because um, like, I have so many people I love, like my, my family members um, that are not vegan. Um, But I think with the way I talk about it, they, they do eat vegan food now. So it's, it's a slow process. And that's, that's how that is for me. I mean, if someone asks me about uh, veganism, I, I had a cousin ask me about eggs and I was like, I mean, I told her, you know, um, you know, if someone asks me what I think, I will tell them, um, you know, like, you know, well, this is kind of what happens and that's why I don't support it. Um, you know, and there's that level of it, but really when people are, you know, asking me about, um, oh, you know, I, like, I eat meat, like, why are you vegan? Um, a lot of times I will leave it at, like, I feel really in alignment with myself. You know, Mm -hmm. I feel very authentic. You know, I am living compassionately. That's something I really believe in. Um, and you know, veganism is a manifestation of that compassion. And I want to extend that to people too, even if I don't agree with them or I think what they're doing is wrong. Um, I still want to be compassionate towards them. Mm. I love that approach. Um, yeah, I think that's kind of, we, we have these discussions as well in our group calls in the plentiful power program. And it's like, we can see when people are newly vegan. You have not been in a group with Emma, but um, she is. She still is kind of like a new vegan, and um, she had to also adapt to like not blaming everyone for not being vegan. And we all had that phase, right? Where it's like I've been an I angry vegan too. <laughs> I'm not gonna pretend. I totally have. <laughs> Same. I, f- I feel like everyone that first goes vegan and realizes there is another world out there is like, how can not all people be vegan, right? Yeah. But at the same time, it's like what you say, meeting people with where they at and just like educating them if they want to get educated on, because that's also different. Like you're going to meet people that don't really want to even hear it. And so you have to see like, what, what do they even want to know about it? You mentioned something quickly about um, the dairy industry. Um, could you just elaborate a little bit more on that? If like a listener doesn't really know what you meant with that, because again, like a lot of times we think, okay, we're just going to stop eating meat, but why is cheese and milk actually bad for us or bad for the animals? Yeah. Well, I mean, at the end of the day, the dairy industry is also the meat industry is what you have to basically know. Um, so, and a lot of this stuff is branding, right? So, I mean, pretty much everything comes down to branding and money. Um, and, um, 
you on a I guess systemic level animals are treated like their products which they do become products at a certain point um which fundamentally is messed up <laughs> um, I, I I think um yeah and I know I'm talking to the right person so I know you think that too um but with the dairy industry part of the branding of that is all of these cows are happy and they make milk for fun right that's that's the idea um cows make milk because they're mothers you know I mean that's that's why there's milk um and uh, I do think that the um the branding on it is um I think it's amazing in a terrible way, but like, but that's what I thought too, is like, oh, cows, like they're, you know, and you see it on the packaging and they're like happy and they're having some great grass and just, they love making milk for us. And that's not why they're making milk. Um, and they're, when they, they're forcibly impregnated and then they are, um, you know, after that shortly after they're, they give birth, they're separated from their kid you know I mean it's I mean it's really sad um and it's not like they don't have feelings um they don't have emotions they don't maybe experience life the same way we do but um you know, I mentioned that video that gets me whenever I think about it it's so sad like I mean just the way this mother cow was acting like she I mean she was heartbroken you could completely tell um and and so that's part of the dairy industry is it's like it separates um you know, mothers from their calves and it's super sad. Um, and then, you know, you have, um, once they get old enough, you know, I mean, they do go like they're used for meat, right? Like they're, they're killed if they can't produce enough milk. Um, and, um, the babies, you know, they can be used for veal or to have the same life that their mom had. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. It's crazy. If you think about that, um, I, I believe this was also one of the reasons back then why I, why everything just started to make so much sense to me. Like mm -hmm. even the fact that a cow produces milk, why does she produce milk? If you think about it, it's so yeah. simple, but so many people are so disconnected from like the actual reason behind it. Mm -hmm. um, at the end of the day, it's like us, right? We only produce milk as well if we have a baby um and it's crazy if you if you think about it and of course there is other health aspects to it why dairy is actually a super high inflammatory food and why it's not made for us humans mm -hmm. to drink because it is supposed to be for the calf and not for a human body um that's why we are only supposed to drink milk from our mom at a very young age and then actually stop drinking it because it's not meant for us right, right? um you also mentioned quickly, I also want to just because I know you have a lot of knowledge on that and you're very good at explaining it. Um, you also mentioned quickly something. <laughs> what? I said sometimes I'm good at explaining it. <laughs> no, you are. I mean, I feel like in our calls, you're always kind of like the expert, like, you know, always the facts and you know what to say and how to say it. Um, and so that just you know, brings a lot of value to people that are new to, to this, to this world. Um, you also quickly mentioned something about eggs. Um, and again, same thing here, you know, as a vegetarian, you think, oh, eggs are fine because chickens lay eggs anyways. Um, can you tell us more about that? 
Yeah. Um, it like the chickens are, it's just, that's also super sad. Like, you know, what's hard to, I, I will, I will talk a little bit more in depth about eggs, but like what I think is also just in general about factory farming, that's so sad is it's not like these animals don't have any awareness of themselves or their lives. But um, what makes me really sad is their concept of a future is not what ours is. Like they don't, I, I don't, I don't, they don't really dream about like, oh, in the future, it'll be better. I feel like they're just trapped in hell, right? And so that what I, I, it's bad anyway, but that I think just doubles down on how horrible it is. Um, and so now I'll talk about chickens because I, they're, I think chickens are super cute. Um, and it, like, um, with chickens, uh, so it's like, there's a concept of like free range eggs, right? There's no real, um, I guess regulations on what that really means exactly. Like they have access potentially to, um, you know, outside we'll say, right? So that could mean a number of things. Like maybe there are, you know, people do have chickens that have okay lives, right? If they're not in a big factory farm, right? Um, but, you know, where we're getting most of our eggs because of just the huge demand for it, they're coming from factory farms. Um, and I'm gonna also recommend a book, Eating Animals is really a great book. Um, I love it because this guy, he was an on-again, off-again vegetarian. He's really honest. And it's just a really um, heartfelt book. So I'm gonna recommend that to everyone. Um, but with chickens, um, you know, if they have access to this, potentially this patch of land or whatever, um, and if there's a ton of them, if you've heard of the term pecking order, um, it it's a, basically what it means is it's kind of a, um, like a dominant structure, right? You know, like you'll, you know, like with wolves, like you have like alpha and then, but, you know, like, like that. Um, and so with chickens, like there's a pecking order. So it's like, some of them are more dominant than others. So those ones that are more dominant will probably get to go outside more, right? They will make sure they get to go outside. Um, chickens can be kind of aggressive with each other, especially if you're in a bat, like if I were in a room of like a hundred people and we were all standing shoulder to shoulder, I would also be angry. <laughs> so I would have, it's a bad life. And so what happens is um, these chickens will peck at each other, right? And so it's, um, it's bad for them. And then that leads to what's called de-beaking practices where um, they will, you know, cut off part of their beak, um, which is, you know, usually they don't care about using um, painkillers or anything like that. Not that it's okay anyway, but it's just cruel. Um, they are often put under light. So they're laying eggs all the time, which is not how they would normally, they wouldn't normally lay that amount of eggs. So it does leach calcium from their bones. Um, it makes them really brittle. Um, they can't really move around, you know, and those are just a few things with that. And then with the eggs, um, like the type of um, chickens that lay eggs, like with, when they know that they're boys, you know, they get put into the meat grinder, like they alive and they're dead, you know, and that's, that's what happens. So it's like on every level, it's really sad. Um, I'm like, Oh, I just yeah. kind of feel like, yeah. It, yeah. So, I mean, those, those are the things that happen. And, um, and I mean, I think they're completely wrong. And I do think that there's an effort to hide it. Um, you know, and that's why, 
you know, the chickens are happy too, you know, in their free range. Um, and the reality is, is we don't really know what that means when it's on a package. Um, that's, I mean, yeah. <laughs> so. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Thank you so much for sharing. Um, again, like, because I've been vegan for, for me, it's been a long time for others that have been vegan for 10 years. It's not a long time, but because I've been vegan for so long, I kind of forgot about it you know and now when you when you when you said that again I was like shit you know I I know I'm happy to not be supporting that and um it's just crazy how much I think I wanted to forget Mm -hmm. because it's so painful to listen to um and especially if you're like you know an empath and you and you feel basically you know what these animals might animals might be going through so it's yeah it's hard it's heartbreaking um well it's also more than that too it's even more than just the animals there are people too that suffer in these industries and that's like and again like you know if we're talking about like manifesting compassion if animals are a little bit more inaccessible to you maybe people aren't and people do suffer in this industry like you know where you have um these big farms right and there's um there's runoff from the farms it poisons rivers and it poisons people right um like that's something that happens it it poisons the ocean like i mean it poisons lots of things there's and i i said something earlier about like meeting people where they're at and so that you know and again i'm not just (laughs) i would never just go into a conversation like a random like think like do you want to hear about this thing (laughs) right now. Um, But if someone did ask, I usually evaluate where they're coming from. So if it's health, I'll talk about health. If they love animals, we'll talk about that, the environment, and also people, because I think people, um, you know, I, I think that like in the vegan world, I think there could actually be more compassion towards people, um, you know, that like, while I don't agree with any of this, um, I do think that there are systems in, I know at least in America that prevent people from being able to fully access the, you know, this type of compassion, right? And that's not their fault. Um, That's the government, it's subsidizing, it's, you know, it's capitalism, it's money. You know, that's, that is also part of the problem. It's so bred into the bone of, um, you know, our our systems, because it's about money. You should write a book about that <laughs> or like you should make like a vegan blog or something because your knowledge on that is really like in depth and you know I wish all vegans would have that knowledge I mean I'm guilty of that as well I don't know all of what you just said but like of course the more we as vegans know the better conversations we have with people that want to hear about it and I completely also agree with you what you said on in terms of like meeting people with what they want to hear about, like health or animals or the environment or even human rights, right? Or like mm-hmm. anything like that, that was shown in conspiracies, like even human yeah. rights are suffering from it. Um, and that is uh, crazy because a lot of times, you know, that's a huge disconnect from us as well that we don't even re- like realize mm-hmm. that, you know, the earth in general is suffering with, you know, that money-making system, what you said. Um, mm-hmm. And government like and the government like hiding everything. Mm, what is your opinion on people that say, but 
my neighbor has a backyard and they have chickens. So I only have the eggs from the chickens. So what do you say when you hear that? Because sometimes I'm just like, oh, great. Then eat those eggs, <laughs> you know? You know, I, I am, I don't know if this is controversial, but if that is the way that like, so if they're going to have eggs, either buying it at the store or they can get it from this neighbor that they know is kind to this chicken. I, I'm not, I'm not going to be judgmental of them for that. I don't, I don't, that's your business, I guess. Right. I mean, I'm, I'm not really going to do that right now. That's not where I'm at, but like my mom, for example, like she's not vegan, she's probably not going to be vegan. <laughs> um, but if she said that to me, I would be like, yes, mom, you go. That's so much better than buying at the store. Right. Because we know that this chicken is being treated well. Like if we know that, you know, um, and again, like this is a controversial opinion, I think, because I, I do feel like there's a lot of black and white thinking in, in the vegan world and community. And, um, and I want it to be accessible for people, you know? So like, if you're going to, if the only eggs you eat are your neighbor's eggs that they bring over to you every once in a while, or that you buy from them, I like, I'm, I'm not going to be like, you can't do that where you shouldn't. Um, am I going to do it? No. Um, but, but I'm not over here like, oh, well, you're a terrible person. Cause you did that. You know, I would much rather someone do that than go to the store and buy eggs that definitely came from chickens that were suffering. Yeah. I love that. No, it's great that, um, you as vegan still support some type of decisions because I feel like, and maybe you feel the same way. Like sometimes I'm even scared of vegans because I even get judged by vegans because mm -hmm. I am not that type of vegan that would like me to be, you know? Um, and like my type of activism is that type of activism where I show people like, hey, I can look and feel great and I'm vegan and I'm strong and I'm healthy. And that's my type of activism. Whereas, you know, another activist will go to the street and show people, you know, horrible pictures. And it's like, everyone responds to different things differently, but I still also like sometimes I'm still attacked online, right? Because I show myself and I'm like, hey, you know, a vegan diet helped me. Um, but it's just so sad that even though I'm vegan and still helping and trying to, you know, help, I still get judged by other vegans. But I'm like, what's what's the point? Like just support it and you don't have to agree with how I do it because I also don't agree with a lot of vegan activists out there that are like super angry still, right? Because that's not my way of doing it. Yeah. And I just want to say, uh, for the record, you're amazing. So, like, <laughs> you know, just, just put it on the record. Um, yeah, I don't, I just don't agree with that type of behavior. I don't think it's helpful. Like, and, and, and maybe this is like therapist me, I don't know, but like, I mean, if, if someone met me with that, that doesn't make me want to do be different or to listen um, you know, if someone is attacking me, like I'm, you know, I feel like the, the, the normal reaction is to get kind of defensive. You shut down, you don't, um, you don't listen. Right. Um, and, and that's what I think that's my opinion, but, um, and I, I think it's never okay for people to be bullying people ever or online. Um, but you know, and I do think that that, that is an issue because I, I do think you can respectfully say like, I don't agree with you and I'm disappointed or this does make me upset. 
you know, and that's a totally different vibe than just spewing vitriol at people, mm-hmm. right? That's, it's completely different. You know, you can have that opinion, you can express it, you can be authentic. You know, if you're like, you know, if someone's brand of activism is like to do like, just to, to show people like, you know, pictures or videos and stuff like that. And that's, you know, that's what they want to do. Um, that's what they want to do. But that doesn't mean that everyone should be like you, because obviously you and I are having this conversation where to me, it feels like we would not really respond to that. But the type of activism that you practice is obviously something I respond to. So, you know, there are all kinds of people in the world and we do need all kinds of people. So it just because someone is doing it different, that doesn't mean that it's the wrong way because they might reach people that you won't you know? Um, but that being said, um, being mean is not cool. <laughs> so. Yes, I love that. Um, so smoothly transitioning into, into you saying that you responded to um, the stuff that you saw about me online. Um, of course, you know, as vegans, uh, we already connected on that level. Um, and we connected back then in December. So why did you decide since you've been vegan to reach out to me or to, to join my program in the first place? Yeah. Um, like I said, you're amazing. So, um, <laughs> obviously, <laughs> um, yeah, I, um, you know, one of the last people I'd like to take care of is me. Um, and, um, you know, I, I spend a lot of time, um, you know, n- or I used to spend more time like not trying to take care of myself, right? And so um, I've seen like memes about it. It's like, um, you know, like, oh, like I don't hate animals. That's why I don't eat eat like this, but like I hate myself or something. And it's not like, I don't hate, I didn't hate myself, but it's like, I didn't really, I didn't care about me the same way I care about other things. And, um, you know, again, if we're gonna talk about that compassion piece, that extends to me as well, right? And so, um, and I would encourage anyone listening to that who is transitioning to being vegan, who's not fully vegan, who is vegan, but didn't see the milk on (laughs) on the ingredient list, like you're still wonderful. It's still okay. You're not a bad person. You know, um, that is something that I, I, I want to say, um, but, you know, I had been vegan, you know, for a couple years and, um, I, you know, like they call it like vegan junk food, which, um, I'm, I'm not saying that for me right now. I have been trying to, with Jess, change my language around food. Um, but like, but that is like what I see online, like vegan junk food and junk food, vegan, and that's, you know, eating, that's what I eat or what I used to eat. And, um, you know, and I think that that's fine, but I also like, didn't feel super great. Um, you know, and that, and I want that for myself. Um, and that's what I'm talking about. Compassion towards, you know, yourself. Like I want to like give myself the love that I do deserve. Um, and, Um, And that is a lot of why I reached out to you because um, I wasn't doing that and I need help. I am like, I've been in therapy school. I'm a therapist. Um, I have a therapist, you know, I mean, I am like all entrenched in that community and like no one can do it alone. Right. And so, um, and for me, I knew in this area, I wanted more support and that's what I need. And so um, with you, um, 
what I got from you online, <laughs> you know, is, I mean, you're super nice. You're super positive. You know, you do all this cool fitness stuff. You're, I'm going to eat healthy on this program. I loved that you were about like the menstrual cycle because I just ignore that. Um, I am still getting better with it, <laughs> um, but, um, but those were things that really attracted me to your program. And, um, you know, and like I said, I like, I want that for myself. Like that's like, if I'm going to think about myself in like 10 years when, um, I pretend I'm perfect, but I'll never be perfect. Um, but like, you know, no when I think ever be. that's okay. <laughs> no one can be perfect girl. Yes, exactly. Well, and that's one of my, uh, my core struggles, right. Is accepting I'll never be perfect. And I, and I struggle with that every day and I probably will for a long, long time and that's all right. But, um, but you know, like when I think about how I want to be and like what I imagine, like my best self being, um, not my perfect self, but just like, you know, the best version of me that I can be for me. Like I have all of that together, you know, like I'm like, oh, I'm exercising regularly. I'm eating like well for my body and then having donuts when I want to, um, <laughs> you know, and, and then I like, I can really pay attention to my cycle. I can figure out like where my hormonal shifts are happening. How can I eat with that? Like all of those things are happening right in, in that version of me. Um, you know, and obviously because I'm vegan, I'm like, and all of this is vegan. I'm living authentically in alignment with what I believe, you know, that's what I, that's what I wanted to see for myself. And so that's a lot of my reason for reaching out to you. Um, and I, I still have a lot of blocks, right? I have a lot of ways that I self-sabotage or, um, you know, I, um, I cut myself off from compassion to me and I'm always working on that. So what would you say has been like the most important or most powerful thing you have learned so far about yourself? Um, wow. Um, oh, I just like, <laughs> I feel like I'm always learning this and I've learned it differently and on a deeper level in your program, but I am lovable. Like that's something that is like really coming up for me right now. I mean, you are so supportive of me. Um, you know, I know like we message, um, you know, a few times a week and I love knowing I have you there. Um, I will be so devastated when I leave the program. <laughs> so, um, but that's something that I feel like has really like, you know, I've really taken in on a deeper level. Um, I mean, there are also other things that I do want to mention, like, um, on a more, um, I'm not going to say practical level because being lovable is extremely practical, but, um, <laughs> But just on like from what my more surface level goals were, um, I um, never considered my cycle ever. And um, besides, it was a burden that happened because I would just be in pain and really moody. Uh, and that was that's my experience of um, having a period. Um, and then um, I had this super cool shift um, and now I treat that time. It's sacred time for me. I don't, there are things that I have to do. Like I said, I, I work full time. I'm in grad school. You know, I've got a lot going on. So there's certain things that I have to do even during that time. But as much as I can, I give myself permission to do whatever I need to. Um, and that has been a game changer for me. So um, while I'm still working on learning more about my cycle. I'm actually able to be more aware, like when my mood shifts, like, cause I, I get PMS pretty bad. Um, it's 
like, you know, everything's wrong and I'm crying and like, you know, and it just happens to me. And, um, and again, like that has to do with hormone shifting that like, I, you know, I'm working with my body on that. Um, but honestly, the biggest piece of getting better with any of that for me has been self-acceptance, you know, like, you know, allowing myself to have, like, I mean, obviously I've allowed myself to have a period, I guess, but like really taking it in on an emotional level and being like, like letting the time be kind of joyful in some way. Um, that has been a big shift for me. I love that you say that because a lot of times we as women, we experience our period as like a, oh, it's there. It's a chore. Like, why is this happening to me? And I also have to say, like, when I started learning about cycle syncing, I was like, no, I'm actually looking forward to my period. I'm like, mm -hmm. It's going to be coming. I'm going to have some more time for myself. I can just say no to everyone and everything and be like, yeah. it's me time. Right. Um, and I love that because it's so, so powerful. And, um, you know, yes, of course, we are not like man. We cannot just do everything the same way every day. But I do believe it has its advantages because you can you know, shift it to your energy levels and you can work around it and you can really push yourself during a certain time and do certain things during a certain time. And I think this is huge for so many that, um, you know, I, I wish the whole entire world would know about this and we all women should know this because it's so, so empowering. Yeah, you went on a powerful rant once in one of our group calls and I just loved it. But it was like, you know, you were talking about like how the world is set up for the circadian rhythm and that's not how we are, you know? And I was like, that is totally right. That is right, you know? And, you know, and that has been like, I mean, it's been a total game changer because, you know, when I'm about to be on my, and I never noticed this before, but when I'm about to be on my period, I like, I, I start wanting to be more alone, right? Like I want to just kind of, you know, go inward and I never like, I never knew that I did that before. Right. And so, um, once I started this program, I remember one time you asked me what's wrong. I was like, Oh, I just like feel like I'm going more inward today. And like, um, and then we talked about my period and then, um, and then I was like, oh, like that's, that's why and that's super normal, you know? And I think being able to normalize some of those things, um, because also at least here it's like, you know, like in America it's like, oh my God, you have a period disgusting, never speak of it. Like that's how it feels sometimes. <laughs> and, um, and so like, at least like where my cultural background comes from. Um, and so that's, you know, that's something that I, you know, and now like I'm like demand to talk about my period and, um, and it's been wonderful because I've also talked about it with my friend groups and like normalize certain things. I'm like, well, this has been happening with me and yeah. And so like, oh, and your, you know, energy going down right now is actually really normal for where you are in your cycle, you know? And so that, I think that psychoeducational piece that you really give to your, um, your clients is so important. Thank you. I appreciate it. <laughs> yes. And I, I rent a lot, but I feel like it's <laughs> um, what would you say besides, of course, that, you know, self-discovery part about yourself, what would you say has been kind of like your biggest change or shift so far for you besides also the menstrual cycle? Yeah. Um, I, you know, besides the menstrual cycle, um, you know, I, I think like a lot of people probably do your program, like me 
too is part of it. Like when I started, it's just like, oh, I want to eat better and exercise more. Um, and that's what I wanted to do. And I have done that. Um, and it's so much more than that. Um, you know, it's more than just eating better. It's learning how you think about food. Um, you know, like the idea of like a cheat day where this thing's bad. And so I'm going to have it and it's bad. Um, like I have a lot of stuff around food. Um, and I think you have a lot of people in your program that have stuff around food. Um, it's, I mean, I think part of it is like this, um, broad cultural piece of, um, you know, how women are supposed to eat and shrink, um, in every way possible. Um, and, um, I don't feel like, I feel like you really teach us how to expand in a really beautiful way. Um, and so, um, it, you know, coming into the program for me, it's like, oh, I want to lose weight, like basically, right. You know, and, um, and again, it is so much more than just losing weight. It's losing all the other, can I say a cuss word? Yes, you can. It's like losing all the other shit, you know? And like, and again, like, that's something that like, no, are you going to do that in like three months? No, but you can start. Right. And like, it might take forever to do that, but you can always be working on that because, um, I know for me, like, I just have so much stuff around food and I have started to unwind it here. Um, and that has been a big shift because you, you always catch me. You're like, <laughs> you, and I love that about you. You, you so kindly call people out. And I just, I appreciate that so deeply. I think I'm sometimes too kind. Like I'm so, like, <laughs> I always want to call people out, but I'm like, you know, before, before I created my own program, I of course worked for someone else, as you, I think, know. Mm -hmm. And there we had to ask people like, are you more of like tough love or kindly calling people out? Mm -hmm. And I'm like, because I know as women, we are so much more sensitive and emotional and we blame ourselves so often and the relationship with food is so, um, how can I say? Like, it's so, um, I don't know, like, so I, I can't, I, can't, I don't have the word that I want to say. Like it can be, it, it can really affect you so much if I say something wrong about it. Um, and I know how it affects me. Like I have a hard time giving tough love to people because if someone would tell me like, oh no, you should be eating healthier. Like that's why you, why you can't lose weight. If I say that to someone, like I know how it affect me. And I know just as women, we are so much more, you know, sensitive and emotional. That's, that's why I, I don't think I ever have given anyone real tough love. Um, because I just don't believe in it. It's like, if you want to change, you will do it. And no matter how I say it to you, you will either way recognize that this is something that you probably need to change or you will leave it that way. Because I believe like change only comes from when you want it. And you know this, right? Of course, I've been calling you out, but then it was a matter of you wanting to change it or keeping it that way, if that makes sense, right? Right. And, and again, like it's, um, you work with people's triggers really well because you are working with a lot of people that do have food triggers. Um, and that's something that I think you do really well. I stand by this. I think you could totally be a therapist. <laughs> um, you know, it's like, <laughs> yes. Yeah. Um, no, I think you do it really well. And that like, you're right. It's, 
it also it, honestly it goes back to what we were talking about before meeting people where they're at because um you know I mean you can say something really like you say it nicely and firmly right like I mean I know like and I feel like you and I can talk about like you'll be like hey I noticed that you're not seeming well like what's up girl like I mean I've gotten those messages from you before and I'll either tell you oh it's great and I've just been like really like bombed with work or it's not great and thanks for catching me you know um but um I've completely lost my train of thought (laughs) (laughs) I'm like yes she's great and um yeah I don't know I just I feel like it is um it's really hard to work with um because you're working with food and you're working with body image right and that's a lot of um what you're working with with people that's what I come in with um I have so many uh wounds um (laughs) so um yeah it's hard and I do think there are times I'm like yeah I've had a bad week and that's fine and you know we talked about it a little bit but you're not like you never shame people like I mean I do think that you're if you do have a brand of tough love like you said it's not like it's not mean tough it is it's sweet tough like it is like you will say it kindly but also directly at least to me and that's been a great experience for me yeah, I think what you're saying as well, and thank you so much for sharing that. Um, it's the problem with the entire fitness and weight loss world is it's all operating in that masculine energy, mm-hmm. right? And it's all like I worked with men before as well, and I know I could call them out in a different way that you can call out women. Um, and mo- more women do suffer with eating disorders or body image issues. And so, of course, I wasn't aware of it when I created this program, and I all of a sudden was realizing, like, oh, this is harder than I thought, right? Because everyone is so different, and you know, it's not only about like this is your perfect meal plan. And this is your perfect training plan. It's so much more than that. Um, And that's why, like, I don't believe in those super strict fitness male, like male energy training programs, because these are breaking, especially women. I feel like for men, it's really easy to follow a thing like that. But we women, we need more emotional and more internal support than just like, here's your meal plan and your training plan. Have fun. absolutely absolutely no it it is so much and because the work you do is so much deeper than like and again like I came into it like oh I want to take care of myself and you know do check these boxes off and while I do it I'll lose weight and then again like I've lost other things that or I've unwound them rather you know and that's something that is work I've been needing to do for a while Thank you so much. I appreciate it. I'm so happy to hear. (laughs) So last question, what would you tell a person that wants to make a change either way, wanting to go vegan or wanting to go on a health journey as well, but is scared of it? Well, um, besides talk to you or, (laughs) um, yeah. Um, I, I mean, I think that, um, if you're looking for a change, you know, in any of those things, like, why do you want it? You know, why, like, I mean, you, and you do a lot of work with whys in this program. Like, why do you want to do this program? What's underneath that again, 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 why, 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 you know, um, you know, if you're like thinking about like, oh, I want to be vegan because it, like, it feels right, you know, well, why does it feel right? You know, what part of being vegan, like, is in alignment with you? There's that, or, Um, and like, it's just underneath the whys. It's like, if you want something, I 
you probably are not getting something right now. So, you know, where, where is that in your life and how can you be, how can you love yourself more? You know, like, how can you, how can you be authentic? You know, because when I know when I'm not being authentic, like, I mean, I can feel it, you know? And so obviously for myself, um, I needed something. And so I reached out to you. I didn't know you, <laughs> like we did not know each other, you know, but um, you seemed great. And, and so, and you are great. And, um, and, you know, once I got to, to know you, I felt comfortable with, you know, beginning to share things with you because it is an intimate process. And I do think that that's part of the beauty of this program is that vulnerability that, you know, people are able to give you and show you them show themselves to you and be accepted. So, um, you know, it's just think about the why, you know, and then what's next? How can you help yourself? You're so sweet. You've been so sweet to me, Courtney. Thank you. (laughs) Of course, you're sweet to me. (laughs) So much. Okay, last, last question. Oh, sure. What are your health and personal goals for the future so that people know what you're up to? Okay, so my big... (laughs) so um I am so I mean I talked about some cycle stuff that's something that's a big um thing that I'm really I'm still working with it you know I hope that people really heard that here like I don't I don't know everything and I'm never going to and you know and this is something I am working on um and then also like I just have this like dream of being a runner right and so I have been doing some um, running <laughs> and also some great affirmation work that actually it does make me feel like it, like warm and fuzzy. You know, I'm like, I will write, like, I am a runner. I am capable. Like I've been writing that, you know, every day for the past couple of weeks. And it's really like, I, you know, I love that for me. And so ultimately I do want to run a marathon. I am not there yet, but um, I am running a 5k this weekend. <laughs> So, um, so we're starting, um, so Jess and I worked with like some really, um, you know, some goals that I can really achieve and feel good about for the, the next couple of months of my program. Um, and so that's something I am just like, I'm, I'm very proud of myself and, um, I, I, I really do, um, you know, it's something I have wanted to do and it is so cool to have gotten past a lot of the blocks that, I was, um, you know, that w- that were keeping me from, you know, from being proud of myself. So, um, so anyway, that's been the work. And again, I'm not perfect. And I, I've been doing my runs where I also walk and, you know, and it's just been a great experience right now. And so right now, 5k and then next month, faster 5k and then one day marathon. So catch me there. <laughs> Oh, you know how proud I am of you. I feel like I tell you so, so, so often. Um, and I love how you just like reached out to me um, and you share your wins with me. And, and I'm just like so happy to hear your growth. And, and the fact that you've like understood that there are no limits to whatever you want to do. Right. It's like so often we put those limits on ourselves because we have those limiting beliefs. But you just literally show like there are no limiting beliefs and you can do whatever you want, even what you're saying, like 
small steps, baby steps are better than like trying to do it all at once. And that's why most people fail is because they try to do it all at once. And here we are, baby steps. And even if you say like, even if you go on a walk, like you're still doing the work and you know that one day you're going to be running a marathon. I think that's huge. And that's why a lot of people give up so quickly. It's because they only see their big goal and they see the huge road in front of them. But enjoy the, the the road until you reach it. Because once you reach it, what then, right? Right, the next mountain, yeah. No, and, and that's the thing. It's like, even when I'm, you know, running, um, I can only do the run one step at a time, you know? And I, I feel like there's such a, um, a beautiful philosophy in that, you know, you can only, you can, you can start and then it's one step and then another. Yes, I love it. Thank you so much, Courtney. It was so wonderful having you on my podcast. I am so sure everyone that's going to be listening to this are going to be like, I love this. I want to know who Courtney is. I'm sure it's going to happen. (laughs) (laughs) Well, thank you. Um, If you can't see me, I am bowing. Um, (laughs) Yes, thank you, Justin. Thank you for having me on. Um, Everyone, I know you already know, but Jess is awesome. It's so sweet. Thank you. (laughs) All right, guys, as you can see, Courtney is a sweetheart and we just had so much fun. We always have a great laugh. And I know one day we will meet and have the best vegan dinner event ever um, with amazing vegan food and a lot of laughter. So I'm looking forward to that. I hope you enjoyed this episode as much as I did since I love to spread the word and i'll be very very grateful if you could do that too i would love for you to share this episode with your friends with your family possibly also leave a like or review on apple podcast that would mean the world to me and that would spread the word out there even more about veganism and health and women's health which i think is just very important um but yeah thank you so much guys and until next time